you're all about to meet an amazing woman. And that woman is Akisi Stokes. Akisi is your go-to for ag tech, your go-to to talk about grubs and the amazing things that they can do, about food waste management, and for a big belly laugh. She is a former financial and business analyst and project manager in the public, private, and nonprofit sectors. Um, and she's built Atlanta's first IoT, that's Internet of Things, Ento Living Lab. Her professional career spans several companies that you've likely heard of, such as Xerox Corporation, Northrop Grumman, Federal Reserve Board of Governors, and Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Akisi grew up on a working farm in Thomasville, Georgia, and an episode of Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations inspired her business. You'll learn about the very strategic approach she's always taken in life, about how her wise and before his time grandfather and before their time parents helped to form who she is and how they also influence what she's created with her business and life partner. And you will also learn about her approach to claiming what she wants, which actually results in her getting what she wants and how, again, she's used that to make decisions throughout her life. Um, you'll actually learn about the funny thing that she did when she was laid off. That's a funny story in and of itself. Finally, you'll learn about her company, Wonder Grubs, about food equity. Uh, you'll learn about her TED Talk, other opportunities that her business has afforded her, and how insects, yes, insects, can create an equitable, sustainable food source. Please stick around for this episode to learn about Akisi Stokes and her age has no limit life. It's the Age Has No Limit podcast. We're here to show and prove that your age shouldn't prevent you from designing and living the life you want. I'm your host, Patrice Davis. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Age Has No Limit podcast. Again, I'm joined by Casey Stokes. If you see that there's this great energy flowing between the two of us, that's because we know each other very well. We've worked together and Akisi is hilarious. Um, and so there'll be a lot of loud, loud uh, laughing, at least for me. So Akisi, tell me a little bit about where you're from. Uh, I am from Thomasville, Georgia, actually born uh, in Durham, North Carolina. And actually parents were married. Both parents went to Duke University. Mm -hmm. So I actually grew up on Duke University's campus for a couple oh, of years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Then we moved to Thomasville, as you can imagine, that was a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then from there, you know, graduate, graduated from high school and mm -hmm. went on to Emory. And that's how I um, ended up in Atlanta and decided to stay. So yeah. spent most of my adult life here. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, Thomasville, small town in Southern Georgia. Small town, Southwest Georgia. Yeah. We sit like about 15 minutes from the Florida line. Wow, yeah, yeah. small town. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any siblings? I have two sisters, mm -hmm. both mm -hmm. younger than me. Mm -hmm. uh, one from each of my parents' second yeah. marriage yeah. relationship. Mm -hmm. that, I don't think I knew that. I also yeah, a lot of people know. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're like 15 years younger than me. Oh, okay. So it could yeah. almost be their mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the first of the many um, laughs that we're going to have on here. Um, so what did you do in the early part of your career? I did introduce that you've worked mm -hmm. at... Um, Northrop Grumman, yeah. um, Boys and Girls Clubs of America, yeah. which is yeah. where we met. We yeah. both worked at the Carter Center yeah. in Atlanta. Different, different yeah, periods. different periods. Yeah, yeah. Almost, I think but, I came after you yeah. left, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit more about your early career. 
Uh, it was interesting coming out, graduating during the 90s, mm-hmm. like the dot-com era, mm-hmm. where you could ask for a BMW during an interview. Yeah. You got real bonuses. <laughs> um, and so I came, coming out of Emory, I actually, my first job was with Dun & Bradstreet Software. Mm-hmm. And I remember they were in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. It was actually, it was a merger between Dun & Bradstreet and m and if mm-hmm. anyone goes back that far. Mm-hmm. Um, really great software company in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I used to pass by the building, and I was like, I want to work in there. Mm-hmm. And my friend thought I was crazy. And I was like, no, I'm going to work in there. Yeah. So oh, I wow. whittled my way into an internship yeah. during my um, senior year mm-hmm. of college. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated, they hired me on full time. Yeah. So wow. that was my first experience. So what we heard her say, um, and I think it's very interesting, and it's a great uh, segue into the question I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you, is that she said she wanted to do it and then she did it. And that's something I'm learning uh, just now, how it's important to just declare what mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. And that's already the first uh sort of message to you know the universe that this is something that you want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So one of the things that I, I shared with uh, Akisi before we start, you know, started recording um, is that I, she shared a story with me one time about how she was very strategic about every step she was gonna take in her career. Yeah. And I was just really amazed at that because at least for me, I was, you know, going, I was kind of going with the flow, but you were very strategic. So mm-hmm. I'd love to learn mm-hmm. a little bit more about that. Um, so, <laughs> Growing up, so, you know, when you asked me earlier about where I was from, Thomasville, Georgia, mm-hmm. my grandfather at the time, he was actually pretty old, but still quite active, he was still operating his farm. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on an operating farm mm-hmm. for a couple of years, mm-hmm. like traditional chickens, cows, pigs. Mm-hmm. My job was to take the slop. Yeah. Um, so we were sustainable before it was a word. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. there was no waste. Mm-hmm. But I remember my grandfather, like, he accepted no excuses. Yeah. And he was like, okay, understand the construct under which you live, mm-hmm. but you are still responsible for your, you're still accountable for yourself. Yeah. Decide yeah. what you want to do and figure it out. Someone mm-hmm. tells you no, figure out another way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I came out to the world, I always joke, like, a little entitled. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to do and I just need to figure out how to do it and who to connect with yeah and so throughout my career I was really fortunate Mm -hmm. I would follow the industry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so even like when going to Emory I was like okay where's the market going what do I need to study Mm. all right I need to understand finance I need to understand money Mm -hmm. my dad owned his own company Mm -hmm. did IT I need to understand that Mm -hmm. and so then I would figure out what I I branded myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, wow. um, and I was like, okay, what is my value prop? Come yeah. In. Yeah. <laughs> she was thinking about her value prop so about- as an individual. <laughs> yes. So like, at, at 20, 21, I was like, what is my value prop? And so I would go in with every company and mm-hmm. figure out what, it, what gaps existed. Mm-hmm. So I would like assess every company. Yeah. And then like, where did I fit in to fill that gap for yeah. them to make myself a little bit more indispensable? Yeah. Um, but also to checking out the company. So I always felt like mm. I was looking at them as much as the portfolios. They were looking at me yeah. as an asset. And I'm yeah. like, okay, what type of benefits do I want? Mm-hmm. What type of flexibility do I want as an employee? Okay. Which company matches that? Mm. And where is the industry moving and which companies in that industry? Yeah. And those are the companies that I would focus on. Wow. And wow. so I would follow the market yeah. and figure out which company plugged in versus following a company. Yeah. Yeah. So like working for Xerox, mm-hmm. um, and I would develop relationships with anyone. Yeah. Like getting into Xerox was because I had a little downtime between jobs. Mm-hmm. I was working in a law firm mm-hmm. and I would talk to the FedEx guy every day. Yeah. Or UPS. It was UPS or FedEx. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. One day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, trying to eat. <laughs> and he was like, my wife is a recruiter. Mm-hmm. So he did that job because he loved it. Yeah. Not because he had to. Yeah. But yeah. 
wife was a corporate recruiter back in the day when you needed an HR recruiter to get yeah. a job. You don't need a much money. You don't need <laughs> and he talked to her mm-hmm. and she was the plug for Xerox because yeah. they only dealt with certain agencies yeah. and that's what got me into that company was the relationship wow. with the FedEx guy. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, um, so first of all, you proclaimed that you wanted something and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's just all of these things kind of came together again. Um, so the answer you just provided is even more amazing than the answer you provided and when we first talked about it. And so it's going to be on my mind for another couple of years. Um, so I also remember you telling me about how um, much of an influential, an influential visionary your dad was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would love for you to tell me more about how he influenced your decision making. Mm-hmm. So my dad and, and probably coupled with my mom as well, mm-hmm. when I think back on it during the 70s and 80s, like I was really fortunate that I had parents who were working professionals, mm-hmm. like actually working managers. Yeah. And that wasn't common, mm-hmm. especially for like blacks. Yes. yes. Um, and so especially in the small town we were in, like mm-hmm. I would leave the elementary school and mm-hmm. go across the street to my mom's office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. hang out. Yeah. And like go into like little office parties and stuff like that. And yeah. I didn't realize how uncommon that it was until I got older. So back then, yes. Um and so my dad told me, I'll never forget when I was in college and he was like, You're like me. He was like, You are not made for corporate. Mm. Um He's like, you're too much of an in- independent thinker yeah, wow. and innovator, and mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Yeah. And so he had already left corporate America. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he spent five years. Yeah. And started his own software company. Yeah. Wow. So I already had that model, like a grandfather who was a sharecropper who yeah. had amassed. Yeah. You know, had gotten his forty acres and yeah. a mule yeah. and additional land, mm-hmm. built his own home. Wow. Was a self-made man. Wow. Then I had my mom mm-hmm. who was a working professional. Yeah. Then I had my dad, who was an entrepreneur mm-hmm. already. Yeah. In the town, the part of town that I grew up in mm-hmm. was predominantly black. Yeah. So, you know, I saw people who owned a store mm-hmm. and built, added on a laundromat to it. Yeah. And added a gas station to it. Yeah. And that their relatives had, you know, people who had their own homes and yeah. businesses. So. That had already been modeled yeah, for me. That so there so wasn't an attitude of I can't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I'm <laughs> going to briefly digress. So one of the things that, um, uh, briefly, is, um, you know, being from the Caribbean, when you're coming mm-hmm. from a, a, a country, mm-hmm. a, a black country in the Caribbean, that's mm-hmm. one of the same things that we talk about. Like, we... Uh, you know, we the prime minister is black, mm-hmm, the doctors mm-hmm, are all black, mm-hmm. the business people yeah, are all black. Yeah. They, you know, for the most, well, yeah. some of them are. And so it's just interesting that what you described is also will sort of help to frame your thinking. Yeah. Um, and also yeah. to expand your thinking because you weren't thinking within limitations. No. Even though you were living in the southern part of Georgia, right, yeah. where a lot of people think. Oh, you know, small towns, small minds. That's absolutely not the case. Not true. Yeah. Yeah. And we were really, and my husband, who is part Caribbean, we Mm -hmm. talk about that all the time, Mm -hmm. like how similar small towns Mm -hmm. and Caribbean countries are. Yes. In the terms of like the exposure. Yeah. Um, You know, perhaps because of segregation. Yeah. The type of teachers we had were master and doctorate level yeah. who had come back to Thomasville to wow, teach. Wow, that is... So the level of exposure... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so they groomed us and yeah. helped us think bigger. Yeah. And so I always felt like wow. a counter... a peer to yeah. my white counterpart. Yes. I never felt inferior. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is... Yeah, that is... That's amazing. And it's interesting that you all... I obviously made that connection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it, I immediately noticed the connection, but that's that's great. Thank you so much. Um, so how much of your early career was driven by your own interests? Which mm-hmm. I think I know the answer mm-hmm. to that. And what was based on what others expected of you? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I probably was like always an A type, always an mm -hmm. overachiever. Mm -hmm. So I it had to be perfect. Yeah, like, gotta go for the gusto. Mm -hmm. I remember first coming out, and I wanted to be CEO of the company. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll never forget the day it was at Z Rocks. I mm -hmm. had this amazing mm -hmm. manager. Mm -hmm. She was very driven. Um, she taught me a lot about mm -hmm. professional etiquette, mm -hmm. preparedness, mm -hmm. accountability. <laughs> You know, yeah. getting to a meeting 15 minutes early. Yeah. You know, making sure you mm -hmm. got your dots. Make mm -hmm. sure you check them beforehand. Do a dry run. Like, yeah. a lot of things she taught me yeah. I was able to use throughout my career. And this was at Xerox? This was at Xerox. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And Xerox just in and of themselves, I was mm -hmm. fortunate to be there, were ahead of their times. Like, yeah. we were working remotely yeah. in the 90s. Really? Like, wow. that, yeah, using Citrix. And, yeah, really? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Citrix. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. my manager mm -hmm. at some point during my career was virtual. Yeah. Like, so, Things that people are talking about now, I'm like, we were doing back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. But I'll never forget the day that I had to make a decision whether I wanted to go to the next level, mm -hmm. the sweet level. Like, this is what I wanted. Yeah. It was finally here. And I was like, I don't want this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, and because I didn't want to give up mm -hmm. personally what I knew I was going to have to mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. So... I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay right here in this financial analyst business lane. Yeah, yeah. This is nice and sweet. Yeah. I can manage projects, but not people. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it still affords me, you know, a certain level mm -hmm. of interaction. Yeah. And, con and, and also financially. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. Rewarding. And mm -hmm. so I just kind of dug my heels into that. Mm -hmm. Eventually went from finance to business analysis mm -hmm. and IT when I saw the market shifting. Yeah, yeah. And so having that financial background mm -hmm. gave me an advantage, mm -hmm. increased my value prop. Yeah. Yeah, her value prop again. So yes, I can help people migrate their systems, yeah. but also balance their debits and credits. Got and that it. was typically not yeah. an integrated field at the time or yeah. skills get, that people have. And I realized I had that. Yeah. So I remember one of the first meetings we were in together when we worked at that organization. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> and I remember you, um, they presented some financials on the screen and Akisi got up and she was like, she was asking, basically, it was question based on your expertise in finance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, so she knows finance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody yeah, else yeah, they're like, like oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, so uh, amazing. Um, I, there was just something very, very specific that she pulled out in that report or some kind of insight that she'd uh, gotten from what was on the screen that, of course, a, I think a finance person yeah. probably noticed, not folks like us who are not finance related. And that's when you were, you pointed out yeah, that you have that, so that IT, back, um, I would say IT, new mm -hmm. IT experience, mm -hmm. but your, your background is in finance, finance right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so just, it's very interesting how you made that transition. Um, and that's been, again, one of the reasons why she is a guest on the Age Has No Limit <laughs> podcast because she has, you know, she goes with the flow. And um, in fact, she identifies where the flow is going, right? And then she at least was able to um, follow that mm -hmm. along and make decisions mm -hmm. about based, uh, based on what she wanted to do. But this is when I'd love for you to tell us about Wonder Grubs and what caused you to start Wonder Grubs. <laughs> oh God, we were crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my husband, Kareem, mm -hmm. he loves mm -hmm. Anthony Bourdain. Mm -hmm. And we were watching mm -hmm. No Reservations one night. Yeah. Um, and this was an episode that was in Haiti. And it was mm -hmm. a couple of years after the 2010 earthquake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, Anthony Bourdain in this episode like attempts to buy out a soup kitchen. He's mm -hmm. with a local chef in their downtown talking mm -hmm. about um, the local food. Mm -hmm. And when he buys out the soup kitchen, mm -hmm. chaos breaks out mm -hmm. when people start lining up to mm -hmm. be fed. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, dumb American. Yeah. I did not have like the foresight to see like what, what yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, this, um, 
during duress under the situation. Mm -hmm. And so Kareem and I started thinking, okay, what, you know, after mm -hmm. food relief trucks pull out, like mm -hmm. what happens to people? Yeah. And so he himself mm -hmm. has lived through Hurricane Hugo. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. one of the worst yeah. um, that the Caribbean saw mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I lived through like hurricanes, mm -hmm. like, you know, seeing the aftermath being so close to Florida. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, what we need? A, what can people eat that's really resilient? Mm -hmm. You know, that's versatile. Mm -hmm. And at the time, companies were already cropping up doing cricket protein. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, no, mm -hmm. we're not going to do crickets. Yeah. If one jumps out the box, you're going to freak out. I uh, know. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. He was like, they're noisy. They're yeah. smelly. God, I didn't think about that. Yes. Yeah. And yes. he's very practical. Yeah. Like I'm the balloon. I'm like floating and ideas. He goes pop. He also goes. Or like pull the string back down. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I happened upon mm -hmm. like this FAO report about, mm -hmm. this is one of like when you know you're a super nerd. Yeah. So they had this FAO report about insects as food, feed, and fertilizer. Yeah. And I read it. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then two German professors were doing pilots on them as waste management. Yeah. And I read their abstract. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. Mealworms. So this is how you know we're both worms. I'm both both nerds because I remember. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no. What is it? Uh, Food and Agriculture Organization. Yes, so I, I. That's we're nerds. Yeah. We're nerds. But I remember reading an FAO report like intentionally. See, I love, I love on, it. On, 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 another one. Yeah. yeah no. another. And I think it was on. It was around. Um, it was of course around food scarcity. Mm -hmm. And actually, I chose that for my first report in grad school. And then the professor was like, "You, you can't use a report you've used." Uh, you can't create a report you've done before. And I was like, no, I'm just a nerd that likes to read that I just stuff. Read it, yeah. I just really read yeah. it and I found it very interesting. They wrote interesting. it for me. <laughs> so, They're writing for people yeah, like us. I know. So, so we're, but, but it's interesting though. You, you actually uh, found an FAO report and yeah. they'd already started, of course, yeah. doing some work in that intrigue. You found that intrigue yeah. and um, yeah. tell us more. And so through both of us, like individually traveling before mm -hmm. we met one another, mm -hmm. you know, eating foods in other places mm -hmm. and, uh, Thomasville, for as small as it was, mm -hmm. actually has a lot of old, you know, old New World money. Yeah, yeah. And one of the, um, there's a huge bakery family there, mm -hmm. really nice family. They've mm -hmm. been there for a hundred plus years, mm -hmm. a company. And I was in school with one of the mm -hmm. grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And so, like, her father would travel around the world mm -hmm. and he'd bring back, like, exotic foods. Yeah. And so, she brought one for, like, show and tell. Mm -hmm. And she was like, who wants to try one? I was like, I do. And it's mm -hmm. like, chocolate-covered ants. Mm -hmm. So, I remember, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, having that exposure. And I was like, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. And so, fast forward, mm -hmm. um, I ordered 10,000 mealworms. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. tell Corinne about these mealworms. Mm -hmm. We try some other insects. They don't work. Mm -hmm. We ordered 10,000 mealworms from Compton, California. Yeah, Compton. Of all places. Okay. Compton. Yeah. Because that's, that's where you expect to find mealworms. Yes, that's interesting. <laughs> and so, um, we reared them like the hallway closet yeah. of our home. Didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm like, these things are incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we're like, mm. they can be used beyond just like climatic shock and food relief. Yeah. Like, these are just like another protein option. And mm -hmm. so... When we talk about food equity, mm -hmm. typically in America, we talk about it from a classes standpoint yeah. of food. Mm -hmm. And for us, equity is the fact that anyone can access it at any time mm -hmm. when they want to. And mm -hmm. mealworms allow the ability for that, Absolutely. the affordability for that. Absolutely. Wow. So that is the beginning of Wonder Grubs. There's so much more to tell us about <laughs> it. So um, now, and I'm going to stay there. I have some other questions for you, but let's talk about what Wonder Grubs has become. Yeah. Right. Tell me a little bit more about what it has become, mm -hmm. the product you've created the opportunities having
when that company has afforded you. She's mm. the, she's had her TED Talk. Yeah, yeah. Very good TED Talk. Thank so you. So please tell me about just what that opportunity yeah. has brought, the other opportunities it's actually brought to you. It's been amazing. So, you know, we initially were just going to produce food products mm -hmm. from these mealworms. Like, we continue to order them from this place in California, and we're just going to be a marketer. Mm -hmm. And so the so my husband was like, we need to just put it, like, in a familiar food. Mm -hmm. And his mom was a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And so she had, like, some books around the house, and we studied, like, the psychology of food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. figuring out what three barriers were, like, the way Westerners eat. Yeah. Like, we like food porn. Yeah, yeah. We like the way our food looks. Yeah. Instagram, you know, started off of just... Post so of pictures, pictures of, of people. Yeah, absolutely. And so, That's <laughs> yeah, so food in nature. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just pictures. Mm -hmm. And so, secondly, mm -hmm. if people like like the way it looks, then they smell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, if they do those two things. Mm -hmm. Then the third beer is tasting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he was like, let's just put it in a cookie. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. So then we're like a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. America's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and that worked. Yeah. Yeah. And so it works so well, like we're still selling cookies. Yeah. That was not the intention. Yeah. Interesting. It's, so we now we just use it as a gateway to our protein. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so eventually we just started rearing them ourselves. Yeah. It was yeah. easier for shipping and mm -hmm. other things. And we do indoor farms, mm -hmm. so we actually rear and harvest them. Mm -hmm. They are vegetarians. They yeah. have yes. a very strict diet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they, mm -hmm. They're a rooted control environment. Mm -hmm. During COVID, we fell into an education. Yeah. Um, yeah. So working with schools. Yeah. Uh, and then thirdly, we have a grub pod. Yeah. So grub kits and grub pods mm -hmm. where people can either grow them on their own yeah, and we have yeah. a train the trainer program yeah. um, and now making our way into working with companies with mm. businesses mm. to help them with food waste management mm -hmm. because grubs can also eat plastic yes. stuff from the newspaper. I remember when you found that out. Yeah. So again, Akisi and I have a, a little bit of history. <laughs> um, now tell us a little bit about the, that I never was able to visit. Just uh, briefly describe the, the, it was it the it was the building that you guys had in yeah a little park. ten by twenty container yeah, yeah. yeah tell us about the amazing things that were that you were guys were able to display yeah um, demonstrate in there so that was interesting we launched during COVID you yeah know, so we won this challenge with the city of Atlanta mm -hmm. there were ten other recipients um, they did this national IoT Internet of Things ad tech challenge mm -hmm. and so one of the things they gifted you was a ten by twenty container yeah and so it was funny mm -hmm. a year or two prior to that. Um, I was in a cohort and I kept saying, we just need a container. Mm -hmm. We need a container. We need a container. Mm -hmm. And this challenge comes about. Yeah. One person sends it to me. I ignore it. A yeah. second person sends it. I still ignore it. A third person. I was like, okay, God, got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm applying, but I didn't realize that container was the gift. Yeah. Wow. And, and so I remember the ED, the cohort at the time, he was like, didn't you say you want a container? Yeah. And boom. It, yeah. Got the container. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Claiming it. Yeah. 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 And so tell us what was in it. And so we, um, my husband and I ended up building it out mm -hmm, ourselves because mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. during COVID. So yeah. we, um, the team, we, uh, the team bailed. Yeah. Um, oh. And so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so what's in it, um, we have like a controlled environment mm -hmm. and um, a little small, about a third of it. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. that keeps them cool. Mm -hmm. We have a countertop, mm -hmm. we have plumbing in it, yeah. we have electrical um, units built in it, but yeah. you don't need electricity, it's yeah. not required. Mm -hmm. um, and we allow people to like come in and kind of see mm -hmm. the, how the mealworms looked and touched yeah. and 
how we rear them. Mm -hmm. um, also using IoT, like little Arduino boards, yeah. to manage them. And mm -hmm. we work with Georgia Tech to do our, our first MVP, a prototype, wow. an app yeah. that would help us like collect data and monitor mm -hmm. the farms. Wow. So it's Amazing. really cool. Amazing. Yeah. Truly ahead of our time. <laughs> so we learned how to weld and grind and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they were making the heat and they were also generating energy. Yeah. For yeah. I remember all of that. that. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah. So what was it like making the transition from your cushy, dependable paycheck mm. um, from a corporate <laughs> job to being a full-time entrepreneur? So um, I, I was working, we were both working, my husband and I, mm -hmm. while we were starting this company, mm -hmm. like for the first three or four years. Mm -hmm. So while we were at this company that shall remain our name. Yes. Um, <laughs> We were doing this business on the weekends, so like building this mm -hmm. container out on the weekends yeah. mm -hmm. and after hours doing farmers markets and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I didn't want to give up my cushy job. I've been living cushy for twenty something years. Yeah. yeah. We were chilling. Yeah. And my husband and I actually made the decision for him mm -hmm. to leave his job and I was going to keep my job mm -hmm. and we were all in my benefits. Mm -hmm. And so we had this formulated plan, but the cohort that I was in, I remember mm -hmm. we had a leadership meeting and she was like, they, there were five of us together. They were charting out everything we needed to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And she gets to me and she goes, you have everything. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, no, it's yeah. What? And she's like, you got to give up your job. And I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. I'm giving up my job. <laughs> and um, mm. and so fast forward two to three weeks later, mm -hmm. I get laid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I was telling you I felt elated yeah. as it was happening. Mm -hmm. And because I was older, I was like, oh, I don't need this feel. Like, yes. just let me just see the package. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and um, and I remember I was happy. And I, I, and wow. I think it was unnerving for her them because I was I was happy yeah. which I get mm -hmm. and it was because I was like it's it's time yeah it's over yeah yeah wow I get to like follow this new passion yeah yeah and yeah and I and I was it scared me because mm -hmm. I did not realize I was gonna feel that way yeah I thought I was gonna be fearful mm -hmm. so you talk about expectations yeah I expect this I thought that was how I was supposed to feel. Yeah, interesting. And I did it. Yeah, yeah. So the, what scared you was because you weren't because, because you weren't I but you weren't scared. I wasn't scared. Wow, that scared yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, girl, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know. Yeah, you're it probably was, so used to crafting everything so I carefully. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three months later, COVID mm -hmm. hits. Yeah. So yeah. that this happened in like November 2019, mm -hmm. November and December. So, but that business is what helped carry us through COVID. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, do you think you're living your life on your own terms? Partially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it is free will. I think there are always there are always several choices to make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the second half of my life, mm -hmm. as I age, I almost feel like there's a path that's already laid for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a matter of whether you want to seize it or not. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, the path has already been laid for you. Like literally everything yeah. I've asked for with this business mm -hmm. um, and just even broader with my life. Mm -hmm happens mm. and that in itself was like scary until I surrendered to it yeah 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 so um you surrendered to it that's an interesting point for me um 
it was understanding that I had the power. Mm. I didn't know that I had the mm. power. That's a good one. Yeah. And then once I realized it, I also surrendered to it. Yeah. Because what does it do? It eliminates, not eliminates, but it reduces worry. It does. At least for me, it reduces worry. It, um, it, it helps you understand your power. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and, um, you know, it, it, those are the two things. That's where, I mean, there's much more that I can yeah, share about that. Yeah, but yeah. but that, that is interesting that you said. Now, the, yeah. have there been any um, mindset or, you know, m you know, tactical shifts along the way? Oh, gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. So, again, when you talk about expectations, mm -hmm. funding was a big thing for us. Mm -hmm. You know, the venture capitalist, VC, was a big thing. Yeah. And my husband and I were like, what do we really want this to be? Yeah. Like, how much of our life do we want to give to this? Yeah, yeah. And how much is it going to affect our lives and mm -hmm. our relationship and yeah. our relationship with our child? Yeah. And is this for us? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And being okay and understanding that some people are going to be like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. How are you? Yeah. You're going to grow organically. Like, that's not hot. Yeah. You know, everybody's out here and getting over the FOMO. Yeah. And mm -hmm. having to be out there and PR. Everything's a PR moment. Yeah. Um, mm. and being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being okay with like, to some degree being out there and being under attack. Yeah. Or just like, are not being hot. Yeah. But your business being stabilizing steady. it yeah. and steady yeah. and growing organically. Yeah. Interesting. Like that not being sexy anymore. Yeah. Well, but not it, being a unicorn. Well, not being a unicorn, but you know, and now here's the thing. Two things. Number one, I remember when you when you we we had we used to have meetings. <laughs> oh my gosh! In 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 yes. um in you know our little side meeting meetings yes. in our office, and um, one of the things was when you came to the realization that I don't want to go after VC money, right? Um, mm. And I do remember when we had that discussion. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say it's not hot, right? I mean, VC right now isn't really hot, right? I mean, because but like, at the time, at like, that time, yeah, you like. Something's wrong with you if that's not what you're looking yeah, at, or something's wrong with your company if that's yeah. not what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like realizing like how much you have to give up, mm -hmm. and you know, and sometimes you would hear people disparage, you know, defame VCs, mm -hmm. and in some instances, you need to know: mm -hmm. Are you the type of business that should even be going to talk absolutely, to VC? Absolutely. Is this the type of funder you should be taking on? Mm -hmm. And knowing that. You know, their goal is not to be a strategic partner. Yeah, yeah. Their goal basically is flipping houses. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if that's not what you want, that's not the space you should be in. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for those of you who may not be aware, when we say it's VC, we're talking, of course, venture capital. Um, but they, they've taken a beating. Yeah. You know, it's not just their Justifiably. Yeah, yeah, true. It, sometimes, yeah. you know, reputation also, of course, you know, some of the banking yeah, failures yeah, yeah, that they, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's very, um, I, I'm, I, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I remember you had that discussion. Now, what does an age has no limit life look like to you? Oh gosh. Like there is a part of me that still feels like 35. Yeah. Um, yeah. and oh God, like. The age I'm at now, like, one, like, just having enough money to do some of the things you want to do. Yeah. Two, like, the wisdom, mm -hmm. but still realizing you don't know everything. Yeah. There's still so much undiscovered. Yeah. Um, just feeling settled, like, mm -hmm. feeling good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And and understanding that some things are just beyond your power. Yeah. And, be, and surrendering to that, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so when you talked about, like, earlier, not recognizing, you know, it when you start to realize, recognizing like, okay, I, I embody this power. Yeah. 
for me, I learned it younger because mm -hmm. I was with someone who was so old. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. The wisdom that you gained from him. Yeah. Wow. So he was yeah. like 101. Yeah. Um, wow. When I was in college, when he died, but I remember he would mm -hmm. he um, would, wow. would do what he called traveling, mm -hmm. where he would do like these really deep meditations. Yeah. So at nine and ten, I'm like in this hot house. I'm like, dude, <laughs> really? I remember. First of all, can you turn the fan on? <laughs> In, it was like going back Georgia. in time in, in South, South Georgia. Georgia yeah. yeah, living with my grandparents. Yeah. So my mom was like in grad school when mm -hmm. I was young. And so mm -hmm. I'd have to hang out with my grandparents. It was like going back in time. Yeah. And I remember I told you about the little bit of water. We had to like wash. He was like, this is all you need. And that's so I'm like, <laughs> whether it was one cousin or two cousins, this is all you need. And yeah, so yeah, preacher. We called him preacher. But yeah, yeah. I remember he would do like wow. a lot of... Um, metaphysical type stuff yeah. and I didn't realize how weird yeah. that was until yeah. I got older yeah. in this small town yeah. um, so wow. the ability to like meditate the ability to calm mm -hmm. down the ability mm -hmm. to be okay the ability to think through things yeah. the ability to not attach yourself to anything yeah. I remember he would always tell us he was like this is just a house yeah. don't get attached to things yeah wow And but I realized it was because of his upbringing like mm -hmm. you may, he was very transient you may have to move it you know dealing yeah. with segregation on a Totally, totally different, different. yeah so um or just poverty yeah 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 beyond segregation yeah just, you know so he wasn't so like yeah, you know, the material trappings and yeah. things like that yeah. like that was what we were taught yeah so I'm like if i lose this business tomorrow yeah i still feel whole yeah absolutely. you know like these seven years weren't for naught yeah we did something absolutely. incredible and now it's time to do something else. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, so when you talk about like that fluidity or float, like I definitely learned that from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I do remember. I wouldn't. I didn't remember which one, and I, I didn't want to bring it up because I was like, maybe I was listening to the story. <laughs> no. But I do remember you saying that either your father, now remember it was your grandfather mm -hmm. that was doing that was doing meditation yeah. in the early 90s. This was like when, when you were I in college. Was, and this was a... This was when oh, no, I was growing up. Oh, oh, so this was like 70s, 70s and 80s. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And eating. And then my mom was hardcore hippie. Yeah. So we were eating tofu. Yeah. And taking it to class. <laughs> we were going to co-ops and shopping out of barrels. Oh, really? Back then? Yeah. And wow. we would do that. I know that my husband mm -hmm. on the other, you know, in another place in the world was going through the same type of experience. Yeah. That we like met. But so my mom, like we... You know, composting. Yeah, yeah. We we're already doing oh, that. Just yeah, as everyday living. Wow, that's that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't new. So it's yeah. like okay. So if you know that part of my life, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, it makes sense that Akisi's doing that. Yeah, that makes yeah. That that's an excellent. But yeah, I, I didn't connect that. Um, so what's on your bucket list? And do you do you have Ooh. a bucket list? And what's on it? Do I have a bucket list? Do I have a bucket list? I definitely want to travel a lot more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. Didn't didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. Like I would read about stuff, but mm -hmm. I, so I definitely want to travel more. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, with our daughter, mm -hmm. like as a family. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I need to think about that. Mm -hmm. um, we do want to go international with mm -hmm. one of the grubs. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then are those some some plans or discussions or some things were in place? I remember. Yeah. 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 Okay, so cool. we're starting, we're, and those discussions are starting to happen now. Absolutely. And those plans Good. are starting to happen now. Cool. Um, we want to have like this global network yeah, yeah. of cooperative farms yeah. around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, we always joke we want to run ourselves out of business. Yeah, wow. We are so successful and like we have mm -hmm. hammered on this problem so mm -hmm. much of food scarcity yeah. and affordability. 
Like we will run ourselves out of business. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So, uh, and so since you didn't have anything on the bucket list that you could think of, mm-hmm. what is the place? What's your first destination? Your non-work destination? So I've always desired to, I want to go through all of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, Europe is not big on my map. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sure there, there are some lovely places there. Yeah, yeah. there are a couple no need places, to apologize. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. There are a couple places I would like to go, yeah. but I want to hit every freaking yeah. island. Oh, okay. Bucket list. I take the back. Yeah. I want to go to every carnival. Oh, Yeah. Wow. I want to go to every carnival. Wow. Have you been to Trinidad yet? Oh, yeah. You have? Okay. Yes. I did not know that. So I need For to have years. that conversation. Yeah, well, yeah. Because yeah. I have to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, yeah, 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 I'm mad at. I, Go on for girlfriend <laughs> in 2025. Come on aboard. Oh, really? For her 50th. Okay. Yeah, so we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. 2025. Okay. But I want to okay. hit every carnival. Um, I want to hit every island. Yeah. And then actually even do the carnivals like the one. There's one in Japan. Yeah. To my understanding. Yeah. There's another place. Yeah. So that is one of my bucket list items. Interesting. I want to okay. jump up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And she will. She, we've learned from her that she. This is something she states, and it comes to part. It, yes, it comes, I'm you know, a, it happens. Yeah, I'm a soca junkie. Okay. I'm a carnival baby. So, if you had to do anything over again, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's Wonder Grubs, your career, would mm-hmm. you? What would you have done? What would you do differently, if anything? I don't think I would do anything differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get a lot of flack. I would switch jobs like every three, four years. Yeah. And I was okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. So like years later, my husband sends me an article and they were like, oh, you should have done that. Yeah. And I did that. And mm-hmm. people like, because I realized we were coming out of like a pension era, yeah. you know, an era where you could be at a job for 20, 30 years. Yeah. And I would tell my dad even, who's an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, I was like, dad, the company I was with three year, three or four years ago doesn't mm-hmm. even exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to make more money. So I realized I had to jump and I wanted mm-hmm. to get this time. So I don't, I, I liked it. I mm-hmm. met a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. I have a great network. I got to travel. I got to experience a lot of things um expand my knowledge base Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so i had a good time for as much as in some ways that corporate sucks yeah it also was like really at the time yeah that i was in was Mm -hmm. like really fun yeah and what i'm learning from you are two things number one you are um so far the third person that i've interviewed that would that had no problem changing from job to job yeah i'm the same way and i think some of my friends the ones that like to stay they like the stability they would think i was crazy yeah Yeah. when you when you number one I, i don't think it's a confidence thing but when you know that you'll be okay yeah yeah why 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 stay with these guys for two more years yeah like, this <laughs> looks another, so more cool over here like, look, yeah and if it does and if it's not cooler right then yeah. you can find you something, else. something else there there's nothing i love know. that so there's so to that yeah. point there's one job yeah there's one company yeah that i don't even put on my resume y'all really okay. yeah i i like hated them so much yeah yeah and i was with them for a short period of time and i was like yeah, I don't have to stay here. Yeah. But I think about like mm-hmm. predecessors, like, oh my God, like yeah. before someone had to write this out for 10, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, this is for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Just to I'm let out. you know I'm leaving. Yeah. But here's, here, here's, but you needed probably to experience that to know what you yeah. didn't want. Yeah. To know what you didn't want. So probably. True. Yeah. So true. So true. So um, I'm hoping you all had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm had, I'm enjoyed um, getting to know Akisi um, and her amazing life and her granddad and her mom and dad and just the movers and shakers they were and the innovators um, and the open-minded people they were are and how much they've of course influenced her Um, and I hope you've had an opportunity to learn about Wonder Grubs 
And I would love for you to go to the website. Is it wondergrubs.com? Yeah. So it's wonder, spell that for us, please. W-U-N-D-E-R-G-R-U-B-S. Yes. One word, dot com. Exactly. So go to wondergrubs.com. We'll drop the information in um, all the notes just to make sure that you can go check it out. Maybe buy some of the products. And uh, yes, buy some of the products. And I really, really hope you've um, enjoyed this conversation as much as I've enjoyed the conversation. Um, but one of the things I want to remind everyone is that we bring these folks on so that to inspire you, for you to see that you too can, you know, really carve out the life that you want. So as I always say, remember, age has no limit. Okay, so do you agree with me that Akisi Stokes is a fantastic woman? Um, she broke down perfectly how she developed her approach to life and how her business came to be. And in fact, how the business had led to, again, all of these remarkable things that she is doing with grubs. She's rearing them. She's helping folks create indoor farms. She has an educational program and works with schools. She has a grub pod to teach people how to grow them on their own. She's working with companies and businesses. She even has a train the trainer program, y'all. So um, this woman has a big vision and she is using this phase of her life to really put that vision um, into being. In fact, it's already she's already doing a fantastic job doing that. So I want to give a shout out to them grubs, um, you know, grubs, you, you know, they can actually eat plastic. And of course we can all agree that our world sorely needs to do something about the insane amount of plastic trash littering this beautiful earth. Another beautiful thing that is of course my girl Akisi. I hope you enjoyed getting to know her and her amazing business Wonder Grubs. Um, I left information about her company below in the description. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast. And as I always say, remember age has no limit. Mm -hmm.